Hi, everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where maybe doing two workout classes in one day was actually not the smartest idea ever. Yoni and I are dieting. We will update you on that in just a moment. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, general manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nahum's live lunch. It is my dieting partner. It is Yoni Pollock himself. Good morning, Yoni. Good morning, but I think one workout class is also too many. Okay, that's not the point of that. Right now, just walking up the steps into the studio was, you know, its own workout class. Everything hurts at the moment. And I have already maxed out on the suggested, and I use the word suggested, suggested Advil 24-hour, uh, you know, max out. It goes away after, like, of course. a week. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's not that kind of pain. Like I can still touch my toes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah but it, it's good sore. So it takes a few days. And yeah. Like... But I, I would still like a bagel. I'd That's like fine. to eat a bagel. Wouldn't we all? Yes. We're Jewish, you know? Yes. What are you craving on this diet? I mean, I'm always craving ice cream. I don't understand. And Chinese food, I find. Oh. More so. Yeah. I mean, uh, what, what did I say to you this week? What if, did you say? If the, uh, if the non-kosher t- uh, Chinese place. Right. Right. Exactly. And Jen- in this building was kosher, you and I would be a million pounds. And also just going to Eden Walk and having to get the bouquet yes. instead of the Chinese. Correct. Which, I mean, both are great options. I love the bouquet bowl there, but... I mean, what did I order from the Chinese at- menu yesterday at Eden Walk? Steamed broccoli. Right. With brown rice. I'm still very much an out-of-town boy where I didn't grow up with Chinese food. So, like, every time I came to New York, I had to get Chinese food. And it's still, like, a novelty to me, even it's though I've been here for, yum. like, seven years. I know, but I live here, and I've and always lived here, now, and it's yum. Back home, they have Chinese, so I could eat it there, but, like... Right, so. it's not the same. Is, is Houston Chinese not as good as New York Chinese? It's are actually, you just... It's actually impressively solid. Like, oh, because I was well going to say, are you just feeding into no. my New York as the center of the earth? No, oh, not okay. on this one. No? No. Houston and its eateries does That's very well. true. They do very That's well. That's true. Houston's got good food. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. make me want to fly back. Right. Right. But That's it, true. Okay. It has other issues, you know? And it's Allegedly. Right. I mean, Otherwise, it's it. perfect. <laughs> yeah. But I love going to visit your parents, exactly. so there's that. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Let's do the fortune cookie. <laughs> okay. No, let's do the national holidays first. Um, it's International Merlot Day. Cool. Yes. Would have been nice. We, no, we're not celebrating. We we should be celebrating. Uh, we need to celebrate. I feel the need to celebrate that yeah. if somebody wants to go pick up a bottle of Merlot. Okay. Actually, I really think that our friends at Kedem should have a listing of all the wine-related ho- <laughs> holidays <laughs> because there is a Cabernet Day also and, and you know... They should be sending us a shipment. And one day before, every day before, 30 days before Purim, every day they should send another bottle. No. No? That's when you have a problem. Ah, okay. This is a celebration. Right. That's an issue. Okay. Okay, it's also, international, it's also National Bittersweet Chocolate with Almonds Day, <laughs> which would, of course, mean that there's a National Bittersweet Chocolate Day that that's, doesn't have almonds. That's dark chocolate, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, I'm a dark chocolate fan. Right. Yeah. Is there a separate National Bittersweet Chocolate Day? I imagine if this one has to be specified that it has almonds. Yeah. Avrami, when you uh, get a second, as you're rolling your eyes, do me yeah, a favor and just know. look that up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also National Canine Lymphoma Awareness Day. Right. Seems to be an issue with canines. Right. Okay. So Nation- and this, okay, it's National Notary, Repub- Notary Public Day. Are which you a notary? I am not, but one of my kids is, and my <laughs> husband is. Um, lawyers usually are. Right, that's true. Right, but I will say that one of my children did fail the notary test initially. I feel like, you, I don't even know what that means, but I feel yes. like you are you're you might be the type, I don't think this is a call out, 
I, I don't mean any offense by this, but you'd be like oh, a I notary. I love when you preface yeah, that. You'd be like a notary. You'd be like one of those people that could um, officiate a marriage. Like, Why, legally. thank you. Yes. Well, you know, I feel like you would do that as like shtick to like add, you know, things of like things you could do. First you of all, not only am I not offended, <laughs> I love the idea. Right. And now I have to figure out what I need to do. I in think order the live to... ones, we should just try to figure out how to do it. Okay, do. fine. I would like to be able to legally officiate marriage so I can say by the power invested in me by right. the state of New York. Yeah. That's a line. And I think you could do it online. I'm, you can do everything online. Exactly. And then we'll try to find other things. Exactly. Um, it's also Stout Day. I'm not. Yes, you do. It's oh, something. Stout. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's not people who are right, Stout. Yeah. It's Stout Day, <laughs> Yoni. Relax yourself. And here, Yoni, it's National Men Make Dinner Day. I'll be doing takeout. Yeah. So let me just tell you. All oh, right. And I forgot that the rules are um, that you must cook the dinner and that no barbecue is allowed. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, what stunts. Do I have to cook it for someone or just myself? It's unclear. Because I don't have anyone to cook it for. So. That's okay. You can always. No, you can't. <laughs> I have nothing. Um, I'll tell you what's. What, Take it out of the freezer. What's weird about this. Oh, yeah. Stop. <laughs> what's weird about this is that that the the number of professional chefs who are men out, still significantly outweighs the number of professional chefs who are women. Interesting. It is I a never male. About that. It's a male-dominated, uh, you know, workplace, so to speak. I'm going to think about that a bit right. More. So why in the world does this have to be called out? Very interesting. Thank you. My mind is blown. Honestly, like I, I'm, I'm trying to wrap Correct. my head around. Think it. about how many famous male chefs right, there are. For sure. Yeah, it's inundated huh. with men, and that's not in a bad way. You got game step up. But the median best chefs out there are men you think so yeah i mean i i shouldn't say I best overall, chefs. like even you i, I shouldn't say well, well, well. i'm saying best cooks best well i, I but again i'm not <clears> first of all top heavy men and then i'm a not a chef women and then, i'm not a chef no but uh, i cook right okay but Elite. i would yeah okay thanks <laughs> um i'm the spartan race of of you, you know go. home food exactly. prep um, but I would right. But either way, it's still a it is still an area which is dominated by men. So right. the fact that men have to be called out here for this is mm-hmm. to me is weird. Interesting. Um, though I did, and I thought you would find this funny, and then we'll do the fortune cookie um, yesterday. And I really hope that Stephen is not listening to this. But um, I bought a waffle maker yesterday. I I saw. Yes. Um, and one of my sons was, you know, taking it out of the packaging and putting it on the counter and whatever. And he looks at me and he goes, okay, so there's a red button and there's a green button. Now, when the red one is lit, it's not ready. <laughs> Only when the he green button goes on. And I looked at him, I go, wow, mansplaining much? <laughs> and he looks at me and goes, I, I don't even know what that means, but I wasn't doing it. I'm like, yeah, you are. Two right. weeks from now, you're not going to be using it anymore? What do you think? Uh, Probably by Sunday night. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll be in the studio yeah, on Monday. Oh, that's fun. I know. I already have a pancake maker. Right? I already, I thought about it. Trust me, there's a whole plan. Anyway, let's do the fortune cookie. Let's do the fortune cookie. Yoni picked it, which means you know it is unfortunate. It's Hold gonna on. Be great. It's going to be wonderful. Uh, the thing in us that we fear just wants our love. No. No. Claustrophobia does not want my love. Yeah, Small, weird. tight spaces. No. Trying too hard there. Caves do not want my love. The person that wrote Getting it was Getting stuck in an elevator. The ninety fifth of a hundred that he or she has to write and was just right. Like throwing, well, I'm just gonna write anything. Like exactly, I hear that. that. Work and, for- and put it together and it doesn't work. Okay, that is very. Um, Thank you. Yeah, that's that's deep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, well, we're not playing this. We're actually throwing that one out. You're listening to that's life here at the Nachum Single Network, and I am joined this morning by by Jessica Katz. She's the director of Yad Leah, or I, I'm trying to figure out if it's Yad Leah or if it's Yad Leah. We're going to talk about the Yad Leah Dash for Dignity. Jessica, good morning. 
Good morning, Miriam. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on the air this morning. Thank you to uh, to Show Polliner for being the Shadchan this morning uh, and making sure that we could get you on the air. I really appreciate that. Now, is it Yad Lea or Yad Lea? Depends where you are. So I guess <laughs> no. if I'm in Woodmere. Depends what side of the, uh, <laughs> the uh, world you're on. Exactly. That, well, that I imagine. So it's, it's, um, it is a wonderful, wonderful organization. Let's talk first about what the organization is, and then we can, to, we can segue into discussing the Dash for Dignity taking place this Sunday. Sure. Um, so we are an organization uh, mostly based here in New Jersey and the New York area where we provide, um, we, we, may, we, we build people's self-confidence and um, help them maintain a sense of dignity by providing clothing to families in Israel, um, new and gently used clothing, and we service about 25 different communities throughout Israel where we've set up uh, thrift shops where people can come and for a shekel or two buy and obtain all the clothing they need for their entire families. And who was Leah? So um, my partner and co-founder and director in this whole project is Karen Thaler. Uh, we both grew up in Teaneck, New Jersey together. She made Elia, and uh, we worked together, and she, we, together we founded it, and she named it after her grandmother. Beautiful. Um, her, you know, her grandmother was a, a really a wonderful woman who came from Europe and really had a, uh, an ideology her whole life that whatever you can have, you can always give. So, you know, coming from Europe, you had, a, you had a piece of chicken, you could always cut it in half and give it to somebody else. So she very much grew up with that kind of mindset and, and uh, then kind of want to spread it all over Israel that we, we need to share. That's, really, that's a really beautiful sentiment. Jessica Katz joins us this morning. She's the director of Yad Lea. They have an upcoming event this Sunday, the Dash for Dignity, taking place November 10th. Again, that's this Sunday, 8 a.m., Registration. It's at Overpeck County Park in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. Tell me about this event and tell me how it actually helps you guys in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's the second year we're doing it. We're creating a really fun and exciting event, uh, really something for everybody from ages 3 to 103. Uh, the centerpiece is the 5K, and I've had people say, well, I'm not a runner. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. I, really, I wish I could be there, but it's really not for me. But it's really for everybody because the, there's a 5K, and then there's a one-mile family walk. So People can come with their children, with their grandchildren, uh, bring a friend or a neighbor and just go for a beautiful walk in a, a beautiful park in the morning. We also have special kids' dashes this year, which are going to be really fun uh, for ages 3 to 8. All the kids are going to get, like, runner's bibs, and they're going to get ribbons at the end. It's going to be really fun. And then we have things like uh, you know, face painting and inflatables and music and, of course, lots of food. <laughs> so uh, it's, going to be, it's going to be really a lot of fun. And uh, we're hoping people are going to come and support. And the money that we raise from this event will go to provide you know, warm winter clothing for families all over Israel this winter. And is the, the event is also a drop-off spot for, for new and, um, and gently used clothing? Yes, absolutely. Um, if you're coming with your uh, your sneakers, come also uh, clean out your closets, and you can bring bags and drop them off. We will have a drop-off spot and a truck, and uh, it will be a clothing drive as well. So you get a two-for-one. You know, I had a great opportunity, or the great opportunity, privilege to uh, to take part in a Yadleya clothing drive in the five towns. And what I mean by that is the reason it was a privilege was not only was it the most seamless experience ever um, in that there were 
God knows how many volunteers ready to unpack my car. I mean, I didn't have to get out of my car. I got out of my car to say hi to people, but I didn't have to get out of my car. It wasn't in a situation where you had to find parking and you had to schlep it in and you had to this and you had to that. It was seamless. And everyone there was in such a good mood and so sincerely appreciative of me doing what? Taking stuff out of my house that I needed to get rid of anyway and bringing it to this drop-off site that it really felt like a privilege to be a part of that. And I think that that really speaks, if, I, if I'm if i reading this correctly, it, it speaks to the nature of the organization and the commitment by everyone involved to what would be a higher cause. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That, that's what I think is really so special about this whole project, is that it gives everybody an opportunity to give and to be a part of something, and people just kind of go with it. There's just a certain feeling that we're part of something bigger, and I can help, and I can make an impact, and I can do something, whether you're like an eight-year-old child or you're an adult or whoever you are, I want to be part of this. And um, it's really, for myself, it's, it's a privilege to be part of a community that is so giving and so passionate about helping. Um, and that's the, the kind of the feeling that we try to create both at our clothing drives and, and on Sunday when everyone's kind of coming together in a fun way, but also in a meaningful and impactful way. Jessica Katz, director of Yad Layad, joins us this morning here on That's Life. Let me ask you the following question. You have, um, you have an 8 a.m. registration. You have 9.30 certified run, then the kids dashes, then the family fun walk, then the awards ceremony, okay? You have all of this going on. What does it take behind the scenes? Because again, this is a volunteer run organization. This is, as we would call it, an army of volunteers. What does it take to make this happen and make it happen seamlessly? Um, a lot of really dedicated volunteers. On the day itself, just for Sunday morning, we have upwards of 60 volunteers coming wow. together to help. Um, and then we have a, a website where people can register, and, and all these people are coming, and on, a lot of people are not only registering, but saying, I want to take it a step further, and they're reaching out to their friends and the family and saying, come, you know, sponsor me for my walk, sponsor me for my run, like, help us take this to the next level so that we really, as a community, we can come together and send a whole container of clothing to Israel. If we can send a container of clothing to Israel this winter, based on the the money that we raised, that's probably about 60,000 items of clothing that we have the potential to send to Israel to thousands and thousands of families and make a real difference. And and so that's how it works. You collect it, and then you obviously organize it, and you make sure that everything is in good condition, something, as I I explained to someone else, that you would put on your back. We're not giving people things that are tattered. We're not giving people things that are stained. If I wouldn't wear it, they shouldn't wear it. Am I right? that is absolutely true. I tell people all the time that we're essentially taking the clothing from your closet and putting it into something else, somebody else's closet. So if you don't have anybody in your entire orbit of existence, not a mother, not a sister, not a friend, not a neighbor, not a niece, not a nephew, not a cousin, nobody who would wear it, chances are nobody is going to wear it. We ask you to recycle that clothing and give us the clothing that maybe you brought home and you feel like, oh, you know, I thought I was going to wear it, but, you know, it doesn't really fit right, fit right on me. Maybe my kids grew out of it. I lost weight. I gained weight. The clothing <laughs> that's really good and someone could really use, don't let it sit in the back of your closet. Give it to, uh, you know, the, the Jewish people's gigantic uh, hand-me-downs. 
system. So then you take Israel. So you organize all of the clothing, and then how does it actually make its way across the country, across the across the globe? Um, so we have a warehouse, a five thousand square foot facility, a warehouse with five full time workers, in addition to. Lots and lots of volunteers. We have school groups and shul groups and family groups and bat mitzvah groups coming all the time to help sort and pack. We have a, what we call a uh, Pack for Israel volunteer program. It's a 90-minute program. But we also have uh, five full-time workers. These workers also have to be paid to do their work. Sure. And they sort and they pack and they make sure that, A, the clothing is good quality because it's all about dignity. It's all about pride. We don't want to send something which is tattered or has holes or stains. It has sure. to be a good piece. So they get rid of that, but they also decide which clothing is going where. We're in 25 different communities. And, you know, as, as you know, every community has its own um, cultural standards, and we're giving to a broad range of, of communities, uh, regardless of political or religious affiliation. And different people's religious affiliation often dictates the way they dress. So we need to make sure mm. that the right clothing is getting to the right people so that they'll use and appreciate and feel like they fit in with their community. Right. And then how does it get into that container? Um, so everything goes in boxes. I invite anybody who wishes to come. To, I love to logistics. I love hearing about this boxes. stuff. I'm sorry? I said I love logistics, and I love hearing about this <laughs> stuff. So, you know, the, the idea literally that you're putting things in a container ship and it's making its way into Yafo, to me, is fascinating. <laughs> so it goes into a big container, and then it goes on the boat, and then it goes to Israel, and then it goes to a uh, essential location. Every box has a destination. The communities come, take up the boxes that are marked specially for them. They bring it back to the communities, and then uh, they distribute it via their thrift shop. They put it out all nice and neatly and very warm and inviting thrift stores where people can come and buy what they need, like I said, for a shekel or two. Absolutely amazing. You literally, I mean, all of you, you have created a network. I mean, this is this is a network across the globe which has which facilitates something tactile, for, literally from from one place to another in order to move. I, I'm I'm fascinated by this, and it's really again, it's a testament to to the commitment that you have to make this organization successful, to to ensure that people can can go to work and can go to school and can go to shul and and do whatever and feel like feel great about themselves in such an appropriate manner. It's really, it, it, it's it's so laudable. It's so commendable. I, I, I really give you all a tremendous amount of credit. Thank you so much. I invite you to come see what we're doing. Thank uh, you. To be, to be part of it. And um, like, like, it's really, it's like you said, it's not really about the clothing because we're not, we're, we're giving clothing. Clothing is just a means. We're really providing people with dignity and self-respect and, and confidence because we all know that if we feel good about ourselves, we're going to be successful. And if we don't feel good about ourselves, we're not going to have a successful day. So we often say we're giving people tools to succeed because the clo- that's really what the clothing is. Amazing. It's us to succeed in, 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 our, in our life goals. Amazing. Jessica Katz, director of Yadlea, joins us this morning. We have literally like a second left. I do want to, I do want to give out the URL, the, the website. It's www.yadlea.org slash dash. Slash dash. Wow, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Yadlea.org slash dash. Again, 8 a.m. registration, but you can register online. The Dash for Dignity is taking place this Sunday. 8 a.m. registration at Overpeck County Park in Ridgefield, New Jersey. 
Any questions you have, you can email dash for dignity at yadlea.org. You can also call 973-955-0861. Check out their website. Give, help, do something. But let me ask you one more question, Jessica, before I wrap it up, and we really only have like two minutes left. What in the world is going on in Teaneck? Every time I hear about another unbelievable thing is somehow another sources from people in Teaneck who just have their mindset on chesed and stucca. And I'm not saying this as a person who grew up in Teaneck. I'm not saying this as a person who currently lives in Teaneck. I have otherwise nothing to do with Teaneck but being completely in awe with something in the water in Bergen County. It seems to me that there are so many organizations and so many great initiatives that come out of Teaneck. What in the world do you attribute that to? I mean, Teaneck is a great community. I grew up there, and I think that people have a tremendous passion to help. But I think, I think as a general community in the, in the greater sense, I see a tremendous passion to help, whether it's people from the Reform community, people from the modern Orthodox community, people from the Yeshivish and the Hasidish community. I think as a Jewish nation, people want to give, and people want to do, and people want to help. And while Teaneck certainly stands out, I think they're part of a – a greater people, and I'm like very proud on a daily basis to be able to talk to people across the Jewish spectrum and see people's passion to just want to give. Amazing. Just amazing. Jessica Katz, thank you so much for joining us. Again, yadlayad.org slash dash, or just read more about them, learn more about them at yadlayad.org, and I'm sure you can also um, facilitate your own drop-off at a Teaneck location or at a location near you in order to help bring dignity to somebody in need. Jessica, major Hatzlacha this Sunday. Continued good work. And uh, I can't wait to hear more from the organization. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely my pleasure. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Wow, so inspiring. There's really so much good you can do out there. The the opportunity is endless. The afternoon continues with a full afternoon of programming, full day of programming. The live lunch hosted by Nachum Siegel begins in just a few moments. And throwback Thursday at 1 p.m., the encore of JM Rewind starts at 4 p.m. And, of course, the Arab Shabbos show hosted by Mark Zomik begins at 7 p.m. And that is brought to you by our good friends at Kedem. Tomorrow morning, join Nahum as he hosts JM in the AM from 6 to 9 a.m. Malcolm Holmline joins him at 7.40 in the morning. Eastern Time. And at the conclusion of JM and AM, join Naomi for Table for Two. It's a brand new edition of Table for Two. And then stay tuned for the encore presentation of the Arab Shabbos show. That is at 10 a.m. Followed by the Kedem Arab Shabbos music mix up until candlelighting in the New York area, which, yes, got an hour earlier. That is correct. We are all making Shabbos at 420-something. Yoni, what time is Shabbos this week? 424, 426? Just depends who you ask. Is it tomorrow? Is it 3? What time? It's, it's pretty early. 426 according to this calendar. Wow, 426. Yep, that is getting earlier. Avrami hosts Saturday Night Seagull this Monday, Shabbos at 9 p.m. And Matis hosts JM Sunday starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. And again, uh, as Nachum has been announcing... The Azer Metzion event is this Motzei Shabbat, um, and that will be the the evening of heroes. And Nachum will be conducting a fireside chat with Brett Stevens. You can get more information at the Azer Metzion website or by going to eveningofheroes.org. I'm pretty sure. Am I right about that? You have that? I think so. Um, and yes, so much going on. Don't miss that. If you're in the neighborhood, you certainly should stop by and be a part of that fireside chat. Yeah, we're going to play this song. I play this song annually for Parshas Lechacha. I truly enjoy it. We are closing with Across the River by Gershon Varoba. This is a classic, and I thank Avrami. He was the one who first introduced me to it. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. 
the river far across the great divide come with me across the river to the other side come with me across the river far across the great divide come with me across the river to the other side pack up your things and go to a land that i will show you for no other reason than to join me on this journey into the great unknown Oh